Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey there, everyone. How are you doing today? So I've created a quick presentation about crisis investing or real estate investing in a crisis. Probably the most common talk track I've had from investors over the last five years or so is, hey, I wish I was ready in 2010 like you were. I'm ready to go. I won't miss my opportunity this time. And you know, I, I want to just put it out there, right? I want to put out what I'm thinking about when I hear that all the time. I want to talk about why being ready and able to invest during a crisis is outstanding. And I wish all of you the opportunity to do that. But I do want to have an honest discussion because a lot of you say you want to, but then we get in a crisis and things change. So let me just walk you through kind of my thoughts, kind of big broad bullet points about crisis investing and what you need to do to get ready. Because again, I think there are things you can do to get ready and build confidence and focus. And then there are some things you could do that could injure you. And uh, I want to avoid those. So let me just share this with you real quick. I created this a few weeks ago and uh, I just never had a chance to record it. Uh, So let me make this bigger. All right. So again, This is about real estate investing in a depression or a recession or just general crisis investing. Uh, This comes from experience investing in the 08 crash, uh, what it looks like, how it felt, um, how long it lasted, really all of those experiences. So again, I share this with you to encourage you. I share this with you so you can ask yourself hard questions and hopefully you can get ready to take action. But let's talk about it. So first and foremost, as I said in the intro, I will say it again, thousands of people have told me over the years at real estate meetups, uh, you know, back when we used to do them in person and now when we do them over Zoom or like technology, have told me, I can't wait, I'm ready, I'm, I'm gonna be aggressive, I'm gonna buy everything I can, right? We wrote about in our book uh, that Olivia and I had a conversation that we were, we were, we were literally going to buy everything we could because we didn't want to say we wish we bought more. So um, we mortgaged our cars or took loans on our cars. We borrowed 401ks. We, we sacrificed endlessly uh, to buy more stuff. So, um, you know, we, we, we took action. Um, you know, and this video is for those thousands of people that, that told me they were, they were going to do the same. So let's, let's keep going. So again, let's just put this in context about what this crisis could mean, right? This crisis could mean unemployment hitting 25%, which is Great Depression numbers. Uh, That's not going to feel good. Uh, GDP was down 4.8% for Q1. Man, it could be down 35% in Q2. That's not going to feel good. So what? Um, You know, Oftentimes I have to ask myself, you know, the news is negative, but what's the other side? So one of the ones I hold on tight to, and I don't remember which book I read this in, it was a book about the depression, uh, was still that 75% of the people are employed. Um, you know, while the, while the unemployment rate looks terrible, 
it's still 75% of the adults are working or are employed. And uh, the U.S. or America will still be the largest economy on the planet. So lots of reasons to still feel good in the face of horrific economic numbers. Uh, again, this is one, you know, crisis investing, wanting something that no one else wants, being confident enough in yourself <coughs> to take action. Sounds easy. It does sound easy, but I have found that unless you do the work to learn your market, that's, that's why that's all I talk about. That's all I teach. Unless you learn your market, you're not going to have confidence. If you haven't learned your market, you won't know when the deals are flashing, right? You're just going to see price drops and go, oh, I'll wait for the next one. That's what people missed in 2010 is they couldn't see that the market was bottoming. We could because, again, I've been looking at the market every day for nearly 20 years. Unless you're doing the work that I talk about, focus, consistent execution, you're not going to build confidence in yourself. You're not going to be able to write that offer at that price point to get that deal unless you have learned your market. I'm sorry. There is, there is no, I don't care how many mailers, cold callers, texting things you're doing, unless you've learned your market, you don't know what's going on. And I just, people don't like to hear that because it's just so darn simple. Right? There's no fancy things in real estate. All you have to do is learn your market, understand how to compare deals, understand what the average return is in your market. Every market has an average return. <clears throat> it's average for their market, not the world, right? Real estate is local, people. So learn your gosh darn market and take action. It is that simple. So just like 2010, I am going to add some great deals to my portfolio. I know what average is in my market. I am only going to write offers on great deals. I know this is going to take a couple of years to unwind, and I am ready. I am looking every day. I am excited. Uh, great deals aren't there today. That's not what I'm saying, but they are coming. Uh, the market has scared sellers, scared buyers, scared lenders. Uh, it will take time to process. This is absolutely the time that you should get off your butt, start doing the work that I outlined in my course, and learn your gosh darn market. Unless you know what the average return is in your market, you're not ready. I don't care if you have money in the bank. I don't care if you have a pre-approval letter. I don't want you to write an offer until you've learned your market. If your average is a 7% return and you could tell me that with confidence, great. Go find a 9% return. If you're in a high price market and your average return is 3%, great. Go find a 5%. I don't judge what average is. I don't judge markets. Just do the work, folks. Build the confidence in yourself and get after it. Do the work now because it's changing now. Here's a big one. I am really nervous for a lot of folks that have cash, right? You sold out of the market. You want, you want raised cash but you want, you're, you're, you're going in and seeing a price drop. Maybe you think you're buying in the wedge and you found a wedge deal as some others talk about. I don't know. <laughs> but you go in early. This is a multi-year, multi-quarter thing we are going to process. And we have not really even seen any real stress in the system. It's going to be a slow-moving train wreck. Quarters and quarters in duration. Don't be early. 
do your homework, build confidence, build your spreadsheets. Come on, man, learn your market. Watch the lending market. This is things that often people miss. Lending market tells you what the future holds. Right now, the lending market is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Uh, not only for buying, but also for refinancing. That should tell you something. Lenders are scared. But it also should tell you that lenders are scared because they see bad debt coming, meaning foreclosures and short sales. This is fact. Uh, so again, when lending gets tighter, it is harder to get a yes answer. So you can expect when this market gets moving forward, that there will be price deterioration in some markets. In some high-priced markets, like I've talked about many times, you're going to see double-digit falls. New York, Bay Area, LA, it's going to suck. Las Vegas, you could see 50% haircut for sure. So this is going to be interesting. You have to avoid high-end markets. This is not McMansion time. This is not million dollar homes unless you're going to do creative financing and you have the ability to hold for a long time. There are going to be significant price cuts at high-end markets. Don't be attracted unless you want an owner-occupied and then, you know, go for it. Uh, that's not who I'm talking to here. I do not see high-end real estate being an investable market for cash flow, at least early. Two years from now, that could change, uh, but not now. High-end is not liquid. It is not easy to get in and out of, right? Jumbo market is frozen uh, for many, many people. Again, lending is tight. Lending is really tight in jumbo markets. I really, really, really caution folks from, from investing in high-priced cities. Prices are sticky on the way down. Sellers remember yesterday, buyers want tomorrow. And price markets like, again, just to pick on the same three, New York, the Bay Area, and LA. I think I've said it a couple of times on different videos. They're, they're, you know, peak to trough could be 40% drop. I think New York could be 50. I just, just be careful. Be careful. Again, you've got to learn your market. Learn your market. Stay engaged. Look every day. Believe in yourself. What I teach is look at your market. Be consistent and build confidence. Trust yourself. Don't trust others. Trust yourself. Understand what your market produces and take action to make deals better than average. In today's market, only write on great deals. The key to crisis investing is avoiding hot spots, right? You don't want the crisis to burn you or crush you also. So part of crisis investing is avoiding the, the spots that are just too hot or too dangerous to touch. Like, for example, Vegas. I think Vegas will offer tremendous opportunities eventually. It would take a long time to figure it out. We have so many factors ahead of us. But that might, that it, for me, that is just a market that is too hot to touch all year. It's a market to watch. It's a market to learn. If you lived in Vegas, um, it could be something to, to look at. But don't chase. Don't reach. Uh, I am often thought of what people talk about dividend investing. And when 
I think GM just had a dividend, just canceled their dividend and it was like 12% before they did it, right? Don't chase. There's a reason it's that high. It's because people don't have confidence that it will be paid. So don't chase in a crisis. Be conservative, know your numbers, do the work, don't reach. Lots of would-be investors are going to miss this opportunity because it is a crisis. And in crisis, people get scared. 25% unemployment, scared. 30, 35% drop in GDP, scared. It's just like 2010. Lending, nothing to be had. But with every crisis, there will be people that take action. The people that take action have built confidence. They are numb to the negative news. That is the only reason we could buy hand over fist in 2010 is because at that point, I'd been looking every day for eight years. And I just knew where we were. Um, was I nervous? Not really. Uh, I knew I could hold the prices, hold, hold the houses forever at these price points. Could they go lower? Sure. Uh, but I wasn't going to wait for the bottom because you can never call it. Um, and I'm just glad we did. But this all keys on doing the work, being focused, being confident in yourself. That's all I teach. I, I build confidence in people. And that is what you can do when you go through uh, my course. Again, crisis investing feels scary. The numbers, the numbers of the, on the deals are outstanding. Uh, there were deals did, we did in the last crisis that would knock your socks off. Uh, we bought 30 plus houses for land value that were rentable. Um, and we still own them. <laughs> uh, some of them are paid off and some of them have, have uh, new loans on them. So you've got to learn your market. You've got to trust yourself. This is not a market where I would trust other people. There are sharks out there looking to take your money because they're injured. There are lots of LPs and general partners and syndicators that are hurting, hurting, hurting. And they are blasting your Facebook feeds looking to take your money. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Don't do it. This is not the time. I want you to take the next 90 days to six months to build confidence in yourself. Remember, I'm talking about getting four rental properties changing your life. I want to help you get four great deals. The next two years will be opportunities for folks if you do the work. This crisis is going to have a long tail, right? There's going to be lots of government intervention, which is going to mean the tail to this thing is long and complex and different. So do the work. I have this course that I created. It's the best thing I've done. It documents everything I do every day. It's how to get started one rental at a time. It's only $199. Um, the course is by far the best thing I've done and worth it. I've added things given now I'm stay at home. There's that private Facebook group which you can join and share your homework and ask questions of me and others. And also I do a Saturday live session just for students, uh, Saturday at 9 a.m. Going to be doing those as long as we're stay at home. Um, so again, you can ask questions and feel mentored by me and, and all of those things. So again, please learn your market. Please build confidence in yourself. Please take advantage of this crisis and benefit your family going forward. So in the end, crisis investing is hard. It is. It feels, it's scary. It's a crisis, right? But if you do the work ahead of time, if you practice and you learn your market, uh, I think you're going to build the confidence and be very pleased with yourself and how you took action and how you benefited from this over the next couple of years. So 
that's what I have to say. I hope that's, uh, hope that's what you wanted to hear. Have a wonderful day and take care of yourself.